Heavenly Father, we come to you. We humble ourselves before your presence. There is no God like you, God. There is no one higher. There is no being that could come close to identifying the character, the power, and the depth of love that is in you. Your knowledge is eternal, it's unlimited. And Father God, we come to you. And it seems like our lives at times, and even our country, is, is out of control. God, you're never out of control. You're always in control. You are a sovereign God. You're so sovereign that you say that you set up kings and you take down kings. That you make countries prosper and, and you can cause countries to not prosper. And God, you can take whatever, whatever's going on in our life, our burdens, our greatest thing that we are wrestling with, and God, you can help us with that. And Father, we ask prayer for our president and his wife, our leaders, First of all, those who have COVID-19, that there would be a quick healing, and we pray for a cure. God, you don't even need medicine to cure people. You can cure people at your word. But Father, if there is a desire in your heart to cure, and we, we know that you are going to ultimately cure everything that's wrong in this world. Father, we ask your, your blessing, your favor upon the doctors, their president, that he would be able to get back and function back to normal, his wife, his family. Just We ask your blessings upon them. God, I'm thankful that I believe we have a president who will probably listen to some Bible preacher. I, I believe that he's in prayer. And I believe that there are people around him that, that do love God. Thank you for our vice president. I thank you for the stand and character that he has. Thank you that he's in that position. We do pray for our country that a platform would be raised up that first of all would honor you and your word to have respect to your ways morality with life with freedom to worship you and freedom of all the other freedoms that can be on the table right now God we ask your blessings again that you would bless America Father I want to say thank you for protecting us and God as far as we know that no one in our church family has 
and, and the preschool as well has not uh, caught this virus. And we ask for your continued protection upon uh, this ministry. Give us wisdom and help us to follow your guidelines and follow things that would keep us safe. But ultimately, God, we ask your protection. Despite the enemy, God, you, you can handle this. And so we trust you with our lives. We trust you with this service, Lord. Have your way and will. And may this service be a blessing to each of our preschool teachers and the parents of the preschool. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? And let's sing, all right? Let's worship the Lord.
Falling 
our daily garden that we go to with you. It is the sweetest spot on earth. You and us. And your word speaks to us and encourages our heart. It keeps us persevering in our walk of faith with you. Thank you that you have created that way that we must be in relationship with you in order to have peace and joy even in the midst of valleys and darkness. Wow, you're awesome, God. You are holy. And we're so grateful that you had a begotten son, Jesus, who came and died for our sins so that we may sing of that holiness, that we may even put on your robe of righteousness. You wore our sin and we wear your righteousness. What a trade. Oh, God, thank you so much. We need you, God, desperately in these days. There are many, maybe even sitting here today, that need you or are listening. They're scared. They're at their last end of the rope. And they need something bigger than them. And you're it. And we're confident in that so much that we're going to ask you to speak into our hearts today and that we would let you speak and change us and give and surrender everything that we have in our own life to you. We love you, God. Thank you for your man that you've brought to preach. I pray that you will fill him. May we know exactly what your word wants to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, uh, worship team. Good morning. I'm so glad that um, we have our guests with us today, and I uh, pray you just feel welcome. If there's anything that we can do for you, please let us know. Truly, we're here uh, to serve you. It's good to see our preschool teachers, and I see some of the preschool parents. Thank you for coming and supporting us. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, after the message and after a song, we're going to be... Um, taking a few moments and honor them and try to bless our teachers. And we're going to even maybe even hear a word or two from them if they want to share. And truly, God is um, doing some great things through that ministry. And sometimes we're isolated from this as, as a church, what's happening over there. And so uh, we're trying to do our, our best uh, to make... Uh, you aware of what God is doing there, and so we're trying to communicate those things better, and I think that we will uh, at least attempt to do some of that today. So if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn to the book of James chapter 5, James chapter 5, and uh, we're continuing in our journey through this great book of James, James chapter 5. So glad to have, uh, this also was Cindy sitting next to not only our friends, but as our neighbors. And um, we moved to a different place, and uh, uh, we, we've been having some great Bible studies on Wednesday nights and talking about God and life. And uh, it's been such a, a public, it's such a joy to me to, to hang out with people who have that, such a hunger and a desire to know more about God and who he, who, who he is and, and his word. And uh, so it just, it's just a personal blessing to, to me to have them in the service today. 
You know, in our preschool, we presently have about 24 or so kids uh, enrolled in our preschool. You know, and five years ago when we started the preschool, we were, it was a great step of faith. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any teachers. And we landed here, our, literally our first Sunday here in February, and started praying. And we opened a preschool that fall. And um, I don't know if you know this, but I have, I have never been at a church, that, uh, at a pastor church that had a preschool. I, you know, this was, a, this was like, uh, 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 you know, and then Nellum came along and so was blind leading the blind here because she had never been a preschool director. But we had God. And we knew God was wanting this. And because of that, just some cool things that have happened. But the goals of, of a preschool are to teach some fundamental, you know, basic things about, you know, um, paying attention and, you know, and then the, the basic things about words and numbers and try to prepare them to, as they go over to the ele- elementary school or wherever they're going to go to uh, the next phase in their education. The preschool here at Somos Community Church is more than just that. It's a ministry. We want to teach not only those things to help them in life, those life skill things that they need to know to move on, but we want to, we want to give them some, some fundamental truths about God's Word and, and who God is and how much God loves them. And one of the things we, we talk about uh, in, in the classes and the teachers are, are really good about this is that teaching them about doing the right thing or choosing the right words having the right response in different circumstances, how to have good relationships with those kids. And so we're trying to instill integrity into those kids. And so this morning I want to speak from a verse, as you see it on the screen, from James chapter 5. It's a verse that talks about word integrity. Let me ask you some questions here. Would you consider that your words have integrity. So he says, what do you mean by this, Pastor Gary? What are you, what are you talking about? Well, let's say, let's say a practical If you say that I'm going to call you tomorrow morning, do you call? If you say I will be there to help, that you show up. Do your words by themselves have integrity that you mean what you're saying? Are your words in sync with your action? This is is a difficult passage to preach. Because I've already had to apologize twice this morning for things I've forgotten to do for people. I had the good intention of doing those things, but my action didn't line up to my words, so I had to apologize. So I am in a work, in this progression of of learning to have words, uh, integrity in my words as well. So let's look at this verse. Let's look at one verse this morning. And it says in James chapter 5, it says, But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no, so that you will not be sin, so you not sin and be condemned. Well, there's a there's a 
possible judgment on this, of, of what, how we gather and apply this verse in verse 12. So the first thing I want to notice is, first of all, as it starts out, but most of all, my brothers and sisters. So, so we know that it's talking to Christians. As we've gone through the book of James, James is written to uh, different churches. We understand that. So it's written to Christians. And, and it's a book about that um, it's important how you behave. And so, you know, the, these thoughts that we've gone through is very convicting, that we look at our life, how we live our life, are they matching up to what James is saying? And so here's a, here's a verse that tells us, and, and he wants to make very clear, I'm talking to you, brothers and sisters. It's not, not talking about those that do not know God, but you know God. You have God in your heart. The Holy Spirit dwells within. You're saved. You know that. So here, listen up. And he says, but most of all. So what he's saying is that this is going to be a top shelf thing. This is something that really isn't, and in the original words, in the previous verses, it isn't about um, tacking on something we just say, but actually it, it's of importance, it seems, either of the section or maybe even the whole book of James. It is saying, it said, but most of all the things I've been saying, here's what I want to tell you. And there is something very important here. He says, so what is he saying? What is, it, what is it rising up to get, gather, get our attention? He says, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no so that you will not, you will not sin and be condemned. What is James saying to, to not do? Well, he said, he said don't, don't take this oath. Now, some translators may have the word swear, but that word is, in the basic word, in the original, has also the idea of the oath. It said, don't, don't uh, take this oath and consider it lightly, is what he's saying. Uh, many Jewish people in, this, in the times James wrote made a distinction between binding oaths and non-binding oaths. So they categorize. This is something that's going to be very binding, and this is something that may not be so binding. Oaths that did not include the name of God were considered not binding. But to use, and, and to use such oaths, uh, excuse me, oaths that did not include the name of God were considered non-binding, and to use such oaths was a way of crossing your fingers behind your back when telling a lie. Is these kind of oaths that James is condemning. It's saying something haphazardly, you know, just off the cuff. Didn't really mean it. But, uh, and this is what James is saying. Listen to what Solomon said. This, this point of this verse 12 is, is written several times throughout the Scripture. The most wisest person was Solomon. And Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 5, and I want to read just some verses here. As Solomon says, As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. Now that doesn't mean that you can't praise God. And someone's talking about there to be totally silence. Because it goes on in the context of what he's talking about. And basically it is let your words be few. If you're going to say something, make sure it's of importance and it's meaningful. He said, he said, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Oh, I've been guilty of that. 
and saying, you know, off, you know, just a, a, a frenzy, whatever, you know, or maybe an emotional thing. And I said something to God, and it really wasn't something that I, that I paid attention to or meant. It's, it goes on and don't make rash promises. Don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth, so let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many w- words make you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing to make a promise and not to keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin, and don't defend defend yourself by telling the messenger of uh, the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Verse 7, talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities, fear God instead. Psalm is just saying, listen, your words mean something. Your your promises to God mean something. Your oaths to God, don't let that be foolish. Don't let that just be a rambling of of something that you do a a drive-by, you know, words, a promise to God and go on. You don't mean it. Again, I want to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and I want to read what James does a parallel with James to the Sermon on the Mount. He says in Matthew, chapter 5, and verse 34, You've also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows that you cannot keep. Do not say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, by my head, for you can't turn uh, one hair white or black. Some of us can't even keep hair, you know. We can't control. These aren't blown to us. We can't say, by something that we don't have. Just say a simple, yes, I will. No, I won't. Anything beyond this is from, this is a strong statement, and the evil one. So here's the point of this verse. The need to swear or make oaths beyond a simple and clear yes or no betrays the weakness of one's word. It demonstrates that there's not enough weight in one's own character to confirm their words. So you get what it's saying? It's saying, listen, if you say something, you don't say, okay, now, here, I pinky promise I will do that. I'll swear by the, the throne of God. I'll, I'll swear on, on my mother's grave. I'll, I'll swear on, on it. Give me a stack of Bibles. I promise I'll be there. Listen, if your character matches your words, you don't have to bring those in. This is what James is saying. You know, this was a theme through the book of James about controlling the tongue, about constantly about your words and how your words reveal something. Listen, if our character, if insight is, is true, and, and, and when we say something, it'll come out as true as well. And we won't have, to, won't have to add something to it. We can make deals on a handshake. We don't have to have, even as Christians to another Christian, we really don't have to have contracts. If, you know, really, 
that if your words and those persons, other words, that they're true, and I'm not saying with go home and, and tear up all your contracts. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the, the, the idea is here that, listen, our, our hearts should match our words, and we mean what we say because it's meaning in our heart. Dr. Helmut Thickler, the scholar and pastor who resisted the comp, 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 excuse me, who resisted uh, compromising, yeah, I'm no, uh, you know me by now, I'm no wordsmith. He resisted the compromising his integrity during the Hitler era. And put it like this: When I ever, utterly, whenever I utterly utter the formula, I swear by God, I'm really saying. Now I'm going to mark off an area of absolute truth. So I swear by God, I'm going to mark this area off by absolute truth and put walls around it to cut it off from the muddy flows of untruthfulness and irresponsibility of all the other words that I say. Okay, I swear. All right, we're putting this in a different category. But all those other words, they are just kind of muddy, irresponsible. That ordinarily overruns my speech. In fact, I'm saying even more than this. I'm saying that people are expecting me to lie from the start, and just because they are counting on my lying to have lying to have to bring up those big guns of oath and words of honor. We shouldn't have to reach outside to tack something on to say, I mean this. I really mean this. This is big. Because in the end it says, listen, you're going to give a an account to your words. There's a judgment. And our lack of character or whatever that doesn't match our words or matches will be judged based, based upon that. So I'm going to give you three, uh, four things this morning, how to have words of, integ- of integrity. I'm going to give you four, th- four things. I'm going to do this quickly. So first of all, here's the first point, and this is the most important part. I mean, if you want to take a nap, don't take a nap right now. Listen to this. Then you can take a nap. Believe that words matter. Believe that, that your words do matter. That, you know, that they do say something that, that are extremely powerful. You know, our words convey our thoughts and feelings. And uh, they're, they're the heartbeat of our relationships. And when we misuse words or we dishonor ourselves and our relationships... Words do matter. They, they, they impact a relationship. You imagine if we never had words among each other, relationships wouldn't happen. Words do matter. And, and even Jesus spoke about, you know, even idle words. We have to be careful even idle words because we're going to be judged by it. Words are powerful. It is by words that God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible talks about that the Bible is, these are words of the life. Jesus himself is the incarnate word. You want to know what the Bible looks like? You look at Jesus. He, he, he is the breathing, living, talking, walking Bible. Words are, are important. And when we see our world, how it is out of control, we can rest in the fact that God created this world with simple words, matter from emptiness, beauty from void, community from chaos, all through words. 
And he gives us words. These words that are life. Words tear up or they can build up. Listen, our words, really, they're not neutral words. They either drive a relationship closer or farther away. They really, it's nothing like that they are really idle. We give an account for each and every one of them. Our words have lasting impact on us and others. They mean something. Some of you, some of you, listen, some of us are wrestling with things that are said to us as a child. Those words that ring in our ears and our hearts. And today we're still wrestling with not action, but just simple words that were said about us. These words are powerful. Proverbs 13, 3, see, those who control their tongue will have long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. <laughs> so we have to be careful. The important, important thing is that words should be a big deal to us. Listen, words matter to God. It said, every word that we say, we have to give an account for. Man, that's powerful. They're going to be replayed before God. Your words matter to God. He invites us to come and pray and speak those words. And then those words, we can find a promise of God and we can take the promise, the words of God, and we can apply them to our prayer. And they are powerful because God will uh, follow through with his words, with his promises. Why it's important for us to know the Bible and read the Bible and know those promises. Your word matters to others. But the big question here this morning to you and I, do our words matter to us? Do they matter to you? Ever thought about this? How that your words matter to yourself? What you say about yourself matters? They will matter. We value our words, and they mean something to us. As we know they mean something to others, we can develop integrity, word integrity. My friend, value your words. Put a high price on them. Consider them like life or death. What you speak can produce goodness, life, wholesome, or it can cause people to uh, feel like the words of hell, the devil is speaking to them. It's important for us to use words, uh, to, to value the words that we say. Here's number second. Think before your word stinks. <laughs> Word integrity happens only when, as James chapter 1, verse 19, is that you think before you speak. <sighs> you know, I, I don't know how to say this, but politics, oh my goodness. If we would just... Think, stop and think before we say something. Our, our words wouldn't stink. And, and James saying is that, listen, you slow down, you think 
before you say something. You realize, if I say this, this is going to happen. And we just do that process, and we make sure that what we're saying is good. So it's this, this verse is about integrity, is about our timing, our speed. You know, that we, we thought about this. Is this something we've, we've got? Okay, what I'm getting ready to say, will I be okay uh, to stand before God and give it count for it? Is it all right? You know, if that word and this sentence I'm getting ready to say, or what I'm getting ready to tell that person, am I okay standing before God? Say, God, I said this. Would you make a judgment on it? And he will. And and that's solemn. That helps us to back off and make sure that we have, we think before we speak. And there's the third thing. Words of integrity is a fruit of personal integrity. It's what is inside. James talks about the fountain of blessing, what comes out. And we have to be careful what we put in and and where where we're at in our integrity. Let me give you the last thing. Perfect integrity only comes from God. We're broken. We're polluted. Uh, Our base is corrupted because of the sin nature. We're constantly struggling with this, but, but there's great news because the great news is that Jesus says, I will give you words and these words that will come and you allow them in them are, are me. And I will come and they will give you life eternal. They'll give you eternal life. Life here upon this earth and life to come after. <clears throat> there was a chaplain of the Kansas Senate. And uh, I'm going to give you this prayer that he prayed. All right. He prayed it to the, uh, the Kansas Senate. And, and, he, and it goes like this. He says, Omniscient Father, help us to know who is telling the truth. One side tells us one thing, the other just the opposite. And if neither side is telling the truth, we'd like to know that too. And if each side is telling half the truth, give us the wisdom to put the right halves together. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Oh. Hey, folks, let's just watch our words. Let's value them as much as James said we should, as God would. Let's take God's word let it influence us in our life and let his words not only influence our life, but they'll come out in our words and our speech to one another. Bow your heads in prayer, please. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus, this is a great time to accept Jesus. Say, God, I, I believe in you. I trust your words. God, your words are of integrity. I accept them into my life. Eternity is based upon not our performance, eternity in heaven, but upon the words of Jesus, if I believe those words. It's not if you're part of this church, whether you're a good person or really whether your words, you know, you, whether you cuss like a sailor or you sound like the Pope. I, I, I don't know. Your words don't matter in eternity. Jesus' words. These words have eternal life. And so you believe in his words. His words come into us. And it's those words that produces 
the righteousness. Father, thank you. Help us, Lord, to trust you and your word. We give you praise and glory for all that you have done and will do. You are our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? Let's sing one more song, and then we're going to do something with our preschool teachers. school teachers if you would come up here and uh, like to have them come up they love this part they love being in front of people and talking and all that just yeah I know uh, we're glad that uh, they are here and it looks like we got a full every, every teacher is here these are all teachers so uh, yes give them a hand and we have uh, some preschool parents, would you just stand if you're, uh, you've got one of our, your kids in a preschool, and uh, would you just stand here? Oh, thank you for that. All right. Good. Thank you. Be seated. And, and then I got to make a special, uh, I just saw Mike back there. Mike, 
the cool, the cool guy. Stand up, Mike. Yeah, cool guy with the cool haircut, all that. Yeah. Recent, this is Mike. Now, Mike is our financial guy that oversees the preschool finances. And he does a great job with that. My goodness, he has helped us, uh, saved us lots of money and all that. He just keeps us wrong good, uh, you know, in the, in the good with all that. And so we love Mike, appreciate his. And he does that just out of love for this ministry and appreciate And then his daughter is also with us. So Lexi is the, our newest um, member of the teacher, and this is Gabby. And uh, she's also uh, the second, or is she third? Okay, two. And then um, Cindy is the, the next, is that right? I'm getting the seniority right? Oh, I'm okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Gabby's Gabby. before. Okay, that's right. Lexi yeah, you've been. Okay, <laughs> the two newbies, and then Deanna has been with us one of the longest outside of Nellum, and so we appreciate them very much. I'm gonna give them a ch- chance to say some more in just a moment. But we have something we want to show you on the slide, so if we will do that at this time. <laughs> All right, you can look at the pictures up there. And since we don't have music, ladies, would you mind singing for us? <laughs> uh, Shall we do a song? There we go. He's got it. Thanks, Tyson. Come your way. Every one of these kids are so precious. We are thankful that they are with us. And we get to teach them about Jesus. And our teachers um, take their position serious about, not just tell them about life, but about who God is. We have chapel frequently. They have Bible classes classes that we give all the kids Bibles and they go home and they, they uh, tell their parents the Bible stories. I would imagine some of these kids go home and preach to their parents and, uh, and we just love what God is doing and, and when you think about these, these kids we don't know how they're going to turn out in life but But here's the thing that we know. So we've been talking about the words. We're like the farmers that we talked about last week. We're planting seeds in their lives. And some of those seeds they will never, ever forget. 
those things of words that we get to plant. So we're seed planters. Nellan, would you like to say anything um, about the preschool? And then um, Cindy, why don't you come up here and get ready to uh, give a testimony. Come up, Cindy. Well, thank you for having us. Um, we're honored to be here. And we couldn't do this um, way on that side of the world without your prayers. And we feel it every day. As I prayed about what I was going to say today, um, the scripture God gave me, which is the scripture for my devotion this morning, was perfect. So I wanted to share that with you first. Oops. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6, 12. Right now, these ladies look fresh and beautiful, but you should see us, see us at the end of each day and on Fridays. We are wiped. We are beaten. There's a spiritual warfare that's going on in that preschool, and I I personally feel this year is the hardest. It's only been five weeks we've been up and running. Um, words, Pastor Gary was talking about words. We have little kids who have heard words that are hurtful. And we get to see them there. We see their brokenness. And we get to love on them. We get to minister to them. So not only, it does look like we're having fun. We do have fun. We learn through playing. But we're ministering to these little children who already have brokenness in them. And we are going against the world's um, model. We're teaching them boys need to be boys and girls need to be girls. Um, we're teaching them God's ways, and the enemy does not like that. So either the enemy is attacking us individually, our families, marriages, or our children in our school and their families. So there's a warfare going on. We don't even see it, but we feel it every single day. So we just covet your prayers. It looks like a lot of fun. We try to make it a lot of fun in the preschool, but there's a spiritual warfare going there. So please remember to pray for us, these amazing ladies that are walking this battle every day. And I also praise God because God brought Cindy um, to our preschool for the last, this is our sixth school year. And I've been praying from the day we opened that she would come work um, at the preschool, but God didn't let that happen until this year. Um, he knew we needed her there. Um, we all needed her there. <laughs> so I praise God for that. And like Pastor Gary said, that our summer, we opened in, on May 20th after shutting down in March 13th. We reopened because we felt God wanted us to open. And we opened on May 20th. And praise God, we have had no COVID issues with our staff or our kids and our families. So God is protecting us. Amen. Thank you. So... Uh, let me uh, uh, kind of go with what you're saying, because I wanted to uh, bring it, and I want to not just ask Nellum, but I want to ask these t uh, teachers, does it get, get difficult some days to do, um, be a preschool teacher? So, you know, we, we're sitting here, but we don't see that. We think, well, you guys are just having all kinds of fun. I saw you all swimming out there and eating ice cream and all that. So tell me, Think about your, your worst day that you had. And then I want you also, I want to put this, a gr the greatest blessing of being a preschool teacher, what you've seen. So give me, and you don't have to answer. This is, you, you know, we're not going to, you know, fire you if you don't want to answer. <laughs> but if you would, think about what your worst day was like 
and, and why was it? And then what is the greatest blessing? Okay, anybody like to start? Hmm? Well, let's see. Um, every day is a new challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you have kids who don't want to comply and it's just hard to, it's not hard to love them in that moment, but it takes a lot of love and a lot of grace. And it's, I love my job. I love going there every day, but it's hard having to deal with whatever happened at home in that morning and have them come. And we have to somehow turn it around and pray and love on them. And, but then you see the blessing in that too when they, they just come to you and they just hold you yes. and you get to hold them yes. and you're just like okay lord this is why i'm here mm -hmm. and then for me too when they're when they finally get something and they've been working on and working on it and they it just all of a sudden it just the light goes off and they just look at you and you're like mm -hmm. i told you you could do it and they're just like i did it if it's like just putting their shoe on so we work a lot in that, just putting their shoes on, just the basic things, and it's just, yeah, very That's rewarding. good. So I'm catching, so what happens at home sometimes is the kids bring that in, and so if there's a terrible thing that's happened at home, you guys get to deal with that, don't you? Is that difficult? And it doesn't even have to be terrible. It was just they didn't get what they wanted for breakfast. Oh, okay. And we get the repercussions. And, yeah. it, you know, and us, us too, like if we, you know, I have kids and uh -huh. one's a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> um, having to deal with him in the morning mm. and then having to come here and then having to, you know, switch off and go to my three-year-old mold. Okay. It's, yeah, us too, you know, we have to. Yeah, that's good. The blessing. Somebody tell me what, what blessing me a teacher. We're going to have to cut it, cut it off because we're going out of time, but somebody... This is your chance to speak. Forever hold your peace. If you go. Okay, I'll talk. <laughs> Those two down there, they're really shy. Uh, <laughs> we gave them heads up. I'm going to say something. By the way, something. they are available. <laughs> 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 Only godly boys, though. Yes. <laughs> Men, excuse me. <laughs> they're women. Um, I think one of the greatest joys... It's amazing. I keep telling my husband almost every day when I come home... The love that God gives you, even in the ornery ones, like I literally could take any one of them home with me, um, but it extends over because a child um, that's having uh, problems, as Deanna was explaining, you know, sometimes they come in and they've had a rough morning, but uh, I, I liked what she said, you get to help turn that around, and by the end of the day, you know, they're, they're good. And they're loving you, just like she said. They just come up. But I think the greatest joy is just to see the fruit of that, that love that you give them and, and the return. It's, they, they give it right back. And uh, there's just nothing greater than little arms that go around you. And, and um, anyway, that's... Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, can I borrow your mic unless you're going to use it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, is she always this quiet at home? Oh, she is. Uh, 
I want to say this, and then Cindy's going to, um, this is one of our preschool parents, Cindy's going to speak. But, you know, of all the ministries that we do around here, this, uh, this one has the most fruit. We have about five or six families that we know of that uh, uh, either are coming to this church. Um, and so there's some tremendous things that are happening through the preschool, and we could go on and talk more about that. But just want you to know that this is the value of this ministry because of reaching lives, you know, like our friend back there in the sound booth and Mallory and Joshua and Crystal, and we could go on, Joe and Mike, and could go on with others. That God is redeeming people through this ministry, and so we praise God for that. Redeeming families yes. as well. And so praise God for that. This is Cindy. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting uh, me to come and speak. So uh, we have a daughter, my husband and I, who's in the two-year-old program. And she okay, is um, sweet and feisty, as any two-year-old is. And um, we're just so thankful that we found this school. Um, I work part-time, and so I was really torn between having to send my daughter to preschool so that I could continue working. And it's a terrifying thought to send them to any school. Um, and we wanted specifically to find a Christian school that um, instilled Christian values in our daughter. And it was so difficult. And I'm a researcher. And so I had spreadsheets of literally every single school in Camarillo and the Conejo Valley. And I toured them. And um, and when we came here, my husband and I both just knew immediately that this was the right fit for her. And, um, and so we started her in the program in July. And we are just so happy that we did. And a couple weeks ago, Nellam actually sent out an email that just solidified that we made the right decision. And I'm gonna read it just verbatim so you guys have the right context. Um, she wrote, on another note, we are a Christian preschool, so our values are based on God's word. We believe and teach the kids that God made man and woman. So we love to encourage our boys to be confident great men and our girls to be confident great women and to embrace their own gender. And so when I read that simple statement, which is a simple statement, but in today's world is really sadly not said, and it's actually the opposite. There's a lot of confusion, especially yeah. in younger children. Um, it just spoke to me, and I was so thankful that we found this program, that they're actually not afraid to say God's word and to teach it to the children, and especially in a world that has so much immorality and confusion and and I know that my daughter is coming home happy and cared for and actually learning about Jesus and going to chapel and praying. And when they're, when she's crying, I know she'll tell me, Miss Cindy picked me up and, you know, was hugging me. And so that makes me so happy to know that that's just a loving Christian conservative uh, school for, for our children to be in. So we're thankful for you guys and we appreciate it so much of what you do. Amen. Thank you, Cindy. Good job. Okay, uh, Wayne's got some gifts for you to show our appreciation for you, and uh, he's going to be passing those out. So while he's doing that, um, Wayne is one of also our preschool board member, uh, members, and we should appreciate him as well, the, the love that he has for this and uh, the things that he does. If you want to know something about the preschool, Wayne's the guy to ask. And so he does... Uh, as a great value asset to our preschool and uh, the ministry there. 
He also has what we're going to say is called adopt a teacher. We're going to ask you that if you would be interested in being a prayer partner for these ladies, he has a slip of paper to give out, and um, and you can see Wayne or Deborah, and they'll give those to you. And it's just a matter of just praying for the teachers. And so there's some instructions with that as well. Um, Wayne, we also got these gift bags, so let's pass these as, as well. So give those to you as well. Thank you. Okay. There's two more bags over there. Okay. Thank you. All right. So at uh, this time, I want you to stand with me, and we're going to say a prayer of blessing for the ladies as they go forward. It is a frontline ministry, and they need our prayers. And so I encourage you to uh, volunteer to pray with them, be there for them. Father, we come before you and thank you for how, God, you're work, working in, first of all, each of these ladies. You're growing them, and you're growing them so that they could be a blessing to the little kids that come into their care. That you're able to work through them. You're a vessel, you're a channel of, of giving that love, blessing, confidence, hope that comes with knowing you. They can transfer that to them. They can initiate this. And when they see that, they'll imitate what they see. And so, Father, these ladies are in a powerful position for making change for the good, for even for eternity. Again, we ask your blessings and protection upon all these ladies in our, in our school. We ask that, God, you would continue to work and bring families that need to know who you are and needs to need the help in the ministry and how we can serve them. God, you know who needs to be here. So we're thankful for those that have come, and we look forward to those that you'll bring our way. And we'll be faithful to be Jesus to them. We ask especially a prayer blessing upon all the preschool parents here and all parents and grandparents. God, we would walk in the steps of Jesus because we can look back and we know our kids are taking those same steps as we walk. So God, may we honor you with our life, honor you with our words, honor you with our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to come up and bless and say words of encouragement to our preschool teachers. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Have a great day.